You must complete the training. Oh, I can't keep the vision out of my head. They're my friends. I gotta help them. You must not go. Only a fully trained Jedi Knight, with the Force as his ally, will conquer Vader and his Emperor. Patience. Hey everyone, I hope you're all having a nice day today. Today's video will go over the fanfiction as commented and liked by many of you, regarding what if Luke didn't leave Dagobah, and continued his training to its completion. The scene where we see Luke rushing to his X-Wing in response to his forced visions of Han, Leia, and Chewie in trouble on Cloud City. He is stopped by Master Yoda, who implores him to stay and continue his training, telling him he is not ready. However unsuccessful, let's venture down the rabbit hole and see what would have happened if he was indeed successful in persuading Luke to stay and complete his training in The Empire Strikes Back. This would cause a number of things to change. So we know the reason Luke cut his training short was because he thought he would save his friends. Unfortunately for him, he failed to do that. He showed up after Solo was already frozen in carbonite and captured by Boba Fett. Leia and Chewie had already escaped until they turned around for Luke, and on top of all that, Luke lost his hand to Vader. First, let's take what we know. The time gap between episodes 5 and 6 was one year. In this time, Luke returned to Dagobah to complete his training, as he had promised Yoda, leading into the return of the Jedi. Assuming he looked at Yoda, stopped what he was doing, and stayed to complete his training for one year's time, he would have fully unlocked his powers and potential. He would have become even more powerful than he was in Return of the Jedi. Yoda's death would have been further away at this point, and he would have had more time to learn new things and master old abilities from Yoda and Obi-Wan's ghost. I believe Yoda and Kenobi's Force ghost would teach him of everything that had happened in the Clone Wars and leading up to this date, telling him about Qui-Gon, Mace Windu, and the Emperor, teaching him the things that he needed to learn the most. How to block Force Lightning, for one as Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Mace Windu could do this with their saber, while Yoda knew how to block it with his hands and deflect it back. They would teach him Qui-Gon's methods of becoming one with the Force after death, how to move like a blur with immense Force speed just like Obi-Wan could, and Yoda's Form 4 lightsaber fighting style, also called Ataru, which is the most acrobatic form, filled with numerous elaborate moves and relies heavily upon a Jedi's ability to run, jump, and spin using the Force. He would learn to truly tap into his genetic potential of the Skywalker family, which seems to be something all Skywalkers miss out on. Anakin with his impatience to join the dark side and having his limbs cut off by Kenobi, thus losing 20% at least of his potential as stated by Lucas. Upon the completion of his full training, he would then start where he did as we saw him in Episode 6. However, he would be a Jedi Master and not a Jedi Knight. Unfortunately, there weren't any Padawans for him to take under his tutelage at the time, so Yoda and Kenobi would have to proclaim him the title of Master regardless. The same events would take place. However, the scene that would completely shift would be the fight between Vader, Luke, and the Emperor. Luke would have been able to move faster, strike harder, and be more powerful overall. Once he would strike Vader to his knees, the Emperor would applaud him and move down the stairs to meet him, urging him to strike him down and take his place at the Emperor's side. Upon turning to Sidious and refusing, he would throw his lightsaber to the side and say, I'll never turn to the dark side. Sidious would then release a flurry of Force Lightning, and through his extended uninterrupted training with Yoda and Obi-Wan, he would have learned to deflect and absorb Force Lightning with his palm. However, the use of his lightsaber would have made for an easier effort to do this, but he did throw it to the side. Shocked, the Emperor would fire more pulses of lightning, all of which would be either deflected or absorbed by Luke. 
his power surpassing the old Sidious. Remember, at this time, Sidious was nearing the age of 100, just as Yoda had died at 900 in this episode as well. He had passed his prime. Although still a very powerful force, no pun intended, he just could not stand up to Luke's new powers. This would eliminate Vader's need to save his son from the Emperor and thus allowing him to live. Luke would then draw upon his lightsaber and use his acrobatic combat moves to put the Emperor off guard and strike him in half, finally bringing the Sith Lord to an end. As he would go to his father, Anakin would tell him to leave on the exploding ship. Refusing to do so, Luke carried him to his small vessel and put him aboard, taking him to Endor to seek medical attention from droids. Upon his recovery, he would confess to Luke that he was wrong and he finally saw the evil of the Emperor when he had instructed Luke to kill him. He knew then that Sidious was merely using him all these years. Luke would later remove Vader's suit, which was originally created by Palpatine to inflict pain on him, so that he would obey his master at the switch of a button. The pain would also cause Anakin to fuel his anger, creating a vicious but powerful cycle to his abilities in the dark side. Anakin, only age 50 in Return of the Jedi, would receive a new face respirator and continue to live out his remaining years growing old with Luke until we would see him in Episode 7, where he was a grandmaster of Luke's Jedi Academy on Ahch-2. I think if Luke did stay on Dagobah, that ultimately the events may have played out roughly the same. However, the end goal, which was to keep Anakin alive as a Jedi again, and preserve the teachings of the old Jedi to new generations, was what was most important to the galaxy, eventually bringing on the rise of Snoke, and thus creating a different story for The Force Awakens. Thanks for watching, I hope you enter the Star Wars book giveaway in the last video. It's absolutely free, so if you haven't, go check out yesterday's episode, which I'll link here and in the description below. Just share the video and answer the question at the end of the fanfiction. Thanks so much everyone, I really appreciate all of you. It looks like my goal of hitting 100,000 subscribers before the new year may actually happen. I'm really excited about this as I've always wanted to hit 100k, and I can't thank you all enough. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode of Star Wars Theory everyone. And may the Force be with you.